this is Dr. Michael Williams, and welcome back to another episode of the Diversifying Path podcast. This podcast explores how investing in diversity can lead to a higher return of investment in pathology and laboratory medicine by learning from the knowledge and experiences of diverse voices within our field. My next guest is Dr. Betty Yaboa. Dr. Yaboa has always had a love for science. Entering college, she majored in cellular and molecular biology at Tulane University and even worked on a NASA project during her time there. She then traveled to Philadelphia to complete her master's in biomedical sciences before entering into Drexel's medicine program. Once there, she fell in love with pathology within her first year and has been hooked since. Currently, she's a PGY1 at UVA and is super eager to explore more pathology. All right. Well, hi again, friends. Welcome to my next episode of the podcast. I have an amazing, excellent guest today, Dr. Betty Yeboah, and I can't wait to talk to her and see what she has in store for us. So, uh, Dr. Yeboah, can you tell us um, who you are, where you are from, and your preferred pronouns? Um, yeah. So, hi, my name is Betty Yeboah. Um, I have a really long story, but basically, um, I'm a child of immigrants. Um, I was born in Lincoln, Nebraska. I moved around mainly most of the East Coast of um, America. Um, so I basically just say I'm from North Carolina to make it easy. <laughs> um, gotcha. Okay. My pronouns are she, her, hers. Perfect. And what level of training are you on currently? I am a PGY one. All right. Uh, So tell us, how did you get involved in pathology? It's weird. Um, I did my bachelor's in cellular molecular biology when I went to Tulane University, and I thought that I would go into OBGYN or um, family medicine just because those are the things I saw, you know, before going into any type of medical field. But um, it was in my first year at Drexel. And Dr. Hannah was teaching us about pathology. I think we were talking about blood clots and like the lines of Zahn that you can see uh-huh. in a blood clot. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like this is the first time that like something in med school kind of just clicks, you know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I went and I talked to her and I think just from there, I just was drawn in. So yeah. Oh, nice. And okay. it kind of fit with my major. So. <laughs> um, which is good what is your favorite thing about pathology so far Ooh, I know you just started so um. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really love the gross room like I really like just going into the gross room um, doing what I can cutting it up putting into cassettes that's like my favorite part of search path right now Oh, see, you got this, that somewhat surgeon mentality, at least. But I find it's pathology, so we're <laughs> glad that you're here with us. Um, so we, so I think when we were talking um, earlier, you had mentioned this is your first year, and mm-hmm. you were a fourth year during, unfortunately, the COVID pandemic. So what was that like, being a fourth-year student during covid which is, I, I'm assuming was completely different from what it was from like being a third year. Like, how, what was your experience like? 
Um, I think at first I was just kind of freaked out of, am I going to plan a ways? When should I start? Because we always got these like cutoffs like, okay, by April, by May, never mind, make it June, July. We're not doing any ways. <laughs> so um, for me, I really just wanted to see, I guess, a big cut of America. Um, I was planning the North, the Midwest, all the way to the Eastern coast. So mm-hmm. that kind of put a damper on things for one. Um, then I met Dr. Mills on Twitter actually. And she was like, oh, let's do a, a virtual online uh, of a rotation in pathology. And I'm like, wow, this is cool. I get to meet tons of residents. I get to see how first year will be like with their lectures and just, I guess in a sense, what a away rotation would have been if I could have you know, gone across the country. Um, in terms of scheduling my rotations, um, I trained at Allegheny General Hospital for my fourth year, and mm-hmm. they were amazing. They were so open, and they let me do a rotation at AP Pathology, um, where I got to see different, they had general sign so I got to see different things in different organ systems, so I thought that was awesome. Um, in terms of everything else, um, I didn't really care what happened to me because I was doing pathology, so I was pretty okay. I knew I had friends doing internal medicine who um, their schedules just got all out of whack because of us being pushed back to start right. in um, July, I believe, or June. Right. Okay. How was the um, the application process like for you? Uh, in terms of being able to say, like, picking in, actually not having the expense of going to places and um, all that. Because I remember when I was a resident doing that, uh, it was, it was, it, it did pack, rack up the amount of travel <laughs> and everything. But how, how was that, like, for you? <laughs> I'm sure it was probably a big, like, it was pretty great because I was actually ready to just put down, like, okay, I'm going to take out a loan, take out a credit card just to pay for all these expenses. Right. I have to limit where I can go. Um, in terms of, like, actually choosing places, I had no real basis because I couldn't do it in a way. So I was like, anywhere that will take me. So I just applied <laughs> <laughs> as much as I could. Right. Uh-huh. And I was just like, whatever. Whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. So how how was it um, match week for you? Like, um, oh my gosh! Yeah, because I remember t- like um, I, think... I, I I met you on Twitter I, uh, that way, and I remember mm-hmm. like it like that week was like a blaze of like so much so many excited students, faculty, and everybody welcoming in the the new future of of medicine. So how was that for you? I think that had to be the one of the most stressful weeks of my entire life. Um, mm-hmm. Where basically, I, on like Monday at like, I think, wasn't it, it was like 10 a.m. or 11 a.m., I had my phone in my hands, just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. But then I got the email from USMLE or whoever that said I masked, and I was like, okay, great. Right. <laughs> um, I also. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's one hurdle gone. Now I just need to find out where I'm at. Um, I had my best friends from college, from Tulane actually, two black um, women, 
they are amazing. They stayed with me and they made me breakfast the day of Matt's day. We all sat together and one of my friends actually opened my match letter for me. And she read it out and I was like, oh my gosh. And I just freaked out and I called my dad and gosh, that was just... <laughs> I was so happy when I found out that I got UVA because like talking to Dr. Mills, meeting all the residents, all the staff, they were all really sweet. I'm like, I could really see myself blossom here. Mm -hmm. So I was just, that was just like a really great, great day for me. Oh, that's amazing. It It's so great when you like find that place for residency um, and you feel like that connection. And cause sometimes mm -hmm. you can go through residency and you're just like, well, we'll see what happens for the next several years. And some people just stake with it and stuff, but like, man. So how how was it when you first started? Like, were there was was there any differences? Like, our expectations exceeded being a medical student versus being like like actually starting a pathology. Um. Well, it, I feel for most people, most students don't get that much training in pathology until their fourth year in medical school. So I felt everything was just very new to me, mm -hmm. and I think UVA knew that because we had a boot camp for I believe gosh three weeks where we started in the grocery room we learned how to sign out um this and that so it was a very very easy like move from medical student into resident first year resident gotcha okay and how how have the interactions with the residents and attendings been so far um, at UVA. So University of, of Virginia is UVA yes. or? Okay, perfect. Mm -hmm. um, how has the how has the interaction been with the residents, the attendings so far? I know I, uh, you just you just started this past month. Um, and I'm asking you these questions like, well, you've been there for so long. How are things? But like, how, how, how is it like for, you know, for especially for medical students who are like, met are applying for pathology this year like what where were like your thoughts your like emotions going through like first month of residency like, <laughs> first month of residency um after like finishing med school i think i was just nervous because i was like i haven't done I, so i wasn't able to gross or do most things i mainly just sat in and sign out as a medical student so to be able to say like okay here are your trays i want you to go look at them you know, mm -hmm. we don't know what you know, but, you know, if you see anything weird, just tell us. And I thought that right. was nice. But, um, yeah, everyone there is really attentive. I had, like, attendings ask me, like, how are you doing? How are you doing today? Like, how's your life? And I'm like, oh, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> you know, they, like, really care about you. They care about your well-being. Like, it was mm -hmm. really refreshing to have that. Oh, that's, that, that's amazing. I guess the, the the next question is: do you, What advice would you have for the upcoming like fourth year medical students who are applying for PathMatch twenty twenty two? I think the biggest thing is shoot for the stars. Like I was going to, honestly, I probably wouldn't have applied to UVA if it wasn't for multiple residents and attendings just telling me like, "Hey, apply far and wide." You know, you never know. And mm -hmm. here I am. <laughs> you know, I think that um, the one of the benefits of pathology is that we care more about 
you as a person than your scores, you mm-hmm. know, because my scores weren't the, you know, greatest um, for med school. And I really felt on all my interviews, no matter what, they cared about who I was as a human being before yeah. my scores. That's awesome. Again, we're so glad to have you <laughs> Have you with the well, Pops family, <laughs> of course. Uh, so let's transition back to, um, I guess, earlier when you talked about your um, family, your parents being immigrants, where did they uh, immigrate from and did you, and what was that like growing up? So both my parents are from Ghana. They grew up in Kumasi, Ghana. Um, growing up, it's kind of interesting seeing how like American culture versus Ghanaian culture. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say clash, I think that's kind of the best way I can describe it because um, you know like I grew up in America um, I speak English so I'm very in a sense headstrong you know and my parents supported me when it came to like my academics they're like hey you know what no matter what we just want to make sure you get to a good school and that you accomplish everything you need to accomplish um I think the biggest um, culture shock to me was when I, my parents took me to visit uh, family in Ghana and see, and how I saw it was so, everything was kind of based on your gender, in a sense. Uh I'm not saying it's not like that here in America, but it's more so there, in a traditional sense. So, um... Uh Uh, I think I had a pretty easy time growing up in America, but I think my parents, when it came to, like, how were they going to raise me, um, you know, in terms of, in a sense, just figuring out, you know, what are we going to put emphasis on for Betty, you know? Is it like, does she need to get married? Does she need an education, you know? And I felt they did a really good job in terms of saying, like, just get your education. We'll worry about everything else <laughs> once you're there. Okay. Did you um, did you ever feel, you know, like family coming from Ghana and having um, having that culture and then coming here to America, like a some sort of, like, differences between, like, being, like, from your know, family coming from Ghana versus your family coming here and seeing like being black in America, like were there any differences that they noticed or you you all talked about? Um, Yeah. uh, I think with my parents, um, they grew up in the very like regimented time in Ghana's history where they were fighting for independence and everything. So when it came time to like talk about rules and everything, they're just like, whatever anyone says to you, just do it. Like, just do it. Don't put your head down you know, and just go with the flow. You know, don't make any waves, and you'll be safer, we'll be safer, that's it. You know, I think that's the biggest thing I've noticed. Did they, did they feel because of being immigrants in America that was that, or was it just from their background from being raised? I think a little bit of both. Um, mm-hmm. So my mom, her, her accent is almost gone. Like, you wouldn't tell you would just think oh maybe she's just from a really weird part of the south 
you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so how she interacts with people, it's pretty, you know, I would say like an average American. My dad still has a pretty strong accent, which mm-hmm. I, I know he knows this, but, you know, um, I think also controls how people interact with him compared mm-hmm. to my mother, who has like almost an American accent. Okay. All right. And, and so when you were growing up, was like, was medicine like the first thing for you? Like, was that where you were heading, you think? Or were you thinking about other stuff, other careers, I should say? I always really wanted to be a writer. I read tons of books as a kid. You know, I was really into it. Like, there was one point in time where, like, I tried to publish one draft of my novel that I was working on at the time in high school, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. But um, as I went into middle school and high school, where thankfully my schools were very ta- had very talented teachers and gave me the support where they're like, you know, if you want to do science or go into science fills, here's what you have to do. I took AP courses, um, multiple chemistry and physics courses, like... So I feel that ever since I was a kid, it was always in my sights. Mm-hmm. But then I always also allow myself to branch out, if that makes sense. Yeah. What, what was going to be the name of your first book? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be something really corny, like, um, oh, God, what was it called? Oh, God. Uh, Kiss of Salt. Yeah. Ooh. So do you still have that passion for, for writing and hopefully one day having like your own like little books like short novel series or um yeah actually um i took a break off of writing in college just because of all the stress and everything but um Mm -hmm. in med school i started writing again and in my second year when i was learning about all the different subspecialties in pathology i was like wait this will fit really well with the book i'm writing Mm -hmm. (laughs) so then i kind of went i i went back to like the drawing board basically and I was like wait I could write so many stories just based on pathology alone you know Mm -hmm. and how everything is basically a puzzle on a slide that could be reflected in mysteries and fantasy tales sci-fi so yeah oh okay so are we are we gonna expect something in the near future then from you or if not hopefully one day (laughs) (laughs) um i think the two i have going on right now is a resident starting off in pathology and just Mm -hmm. tons of stuff happening to her and a forensic pathologist who is also a mystical creature what are you are you interested in doing forensics without like forensics is that where you think you're aiming towards so I always, I've always had like this fascination fascination of like death and just like skulls and everything. I really mm-hmm. want, I watched a lot of CSI as a kid, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think that's another reason why I chose pathology. But um, yeah, no, I actually started my autopsy rotation last week. Um, unfortunately, I haven't had any um, patients yet, but I'm hoping you know when I get the first one, you'll be the first to know. But I'm just excited to see the whole process, um, right? And see what it all entails. Yay! I mean, I it's I feel like it's a big like within pathology. Uh, each field loves it when any like resident 
has an interest or saying that they want to go forward for something, but especially forensic, they're like, yes, come join us, <laughs> which is super awesome. Um, I wanted to go back and like talk about like med school with you and then just more about being a, a black medical student uh, in medical school. Like what was that, what was that experience for you about? And I, and I say this because I feel like each person that already, uh, has their own interpretation of things that happen more, some more than others. And, you know, feel free to share what you feel comfortable sharing. What was that experience for you? I think interesting is the best word to describe it. Um, mm -hmm. Like basically, uh, I know there are different people coming in from across the nation and meeting for the first time. You know, sometimes um, it felt that when it came to certain patient aspects or just like, oh, you know, your patient can't afford this or your patient has some sort of cultural um, disconnect from what you're trying to tell them. Uh, it was hard at times to say like, you know, hey, like my parents had that issue growing up or like I had that issue growing up, you know. Why is this seen as like new or like, I don't mean, I don't mean that's in a bad way, but like weird, you know, or odd. Yeah. Um, I think another thing was um, the test questions, you know, where it's like, patient comes in, they're African-American, what do you think of sickle cell crisis? Or like, I mean, that's the biggest sarcoid. one. Sarcoid, yeah. because it, and yeah, sickle cell or sarcoid is like 44-year-old African-American female problems his, like, breathing. What is it? It's like, it's the same question over and over again, mm -hmm. yeah. No, it's just like, after a while, it gets kind of... Not frustrating, but, like, tiring, I guess that's the best word, because it's, like, to a certain extent, you know, it's, like, okay, I'm learning about these diseases, but then it's, like, why does it only have to factor in race or, like, the color of someone's skin, you know? Because, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, like, talking about pathology, for, for instance, you know, when you have a picture of a horrific disease... Most of the time, it's someone who doesn't have white skin, you know. While if it's like eczema or psoriasis, it's, you know, white skin. It's like, well, that, all these disease states happen in different races and different, you know, people. Why can't we have pictures that reflect that? It's it's interesting, like, like going for the dermatology aspect of it, too, because I feel like it's been... Um, and I, several people who either post on social media or just online about expanding the the skin tones for dermatology and learning that way because, like, you know, we only we only learn from that one aspect. And it's like from a test question is easy to see, but like, say you have a family member who doesn't like may present similar symptoms, but mm -hmm. in your mind you're like, I don't. You know, I, I think, but I, I don't know because I just was taught from one skin tone. Yeah. So I, I, I understand what you're saying. I agree with that, especially from like the medical student mm -hmm. perspective. And even you'll see it in, you know, upcoming exams where it's like that same thing. And it's one of those like, I hate saying, but give me questions like, well, yeah. okay, like black female, 44, you know, middle mm -hmm. age, breathing problems. What is it? And you're like, 
great. Here we go. Yeah. Like, I got. The, it's one of those things you're conflicted. Like, I got. I know what the answer is, but of course, it's like, here we go. Like, medicine, or these test questions just show, like showing us, like, oh yeah, like, mm-hmm. um, giving us the, the the same questions um, that only apply to like what you're saying, race earlier. So, yeah. but so how how was it like? Um, were there any like incidents or stuff throughout third year besides that that you felt like it was like you felt like you didn't like your opinion wouldn't have not mattered if you had spoke up or you just didn't feel comfortable saying because you were just in that different environment um yeah I I was very careful to say things in terms of like third and fourth year because it's like if I say the wrong thing, if they don't like me, you know, my grades on the line. And right. it's horrible to think about that, you know, one, just as a medical student, I was just like, you know, I'm a black woman. I'm very tall. I have a very commanding presence. If they don't like me, you know, like, I'm already starting off, right. like, on the wrong foot when I walk into the room. Right. So, yeah, I just kind of yeah. put my head down and. But I, but I feel like with like when you transition to pathology, do you feel like you're more freer to say things? Again, I know I'm only I'm asking these questions <laughs> as if you've been practicing for so long. But I feel like you know, like from just seeing like your interactions on Twitter and stuff, it's like I feel like I, I don't know. I think subconsciously I'm just like, oh, she's been doing this for a while, even though it's like one month. Um, but but how how do you feel like it's been like transitioning into pathology, like actually being a resident? Um, in pathology or just a resident in general like do you feel like there's a difference do you feel like you have you're able to speak up more or have a voice I think the attendings really take what we have to say to heart you know whether it's a question or just Mm -hmm. a statement they'll just say like you know what that's right you know or like let's have a discussion and we'll just talk it out as a group and right yeah it's really nice to see that and I think a special thing about UVA is that they have this really integrated pathology um, Mm -hmm. program where they have med students from like, I think the two I had, Santos and Nancy, I love them. They're adorable. They're now going to be second years. Um, They rotated Uh with us for a month when I was starting off. And the fact that they got to explore pathology and, you know, when they went to sign out with attendings, they would talk and learn and basically express what they had to say. And I thought that was just so beautiful to see that at such a, like, yeah low level in medicine already, just saying, like, you know, when you come to the table, we are going to treat you, like, an equal, you know? I just thought that was beautiful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hope you incorporate that into your book, too, because it was super poetic. I love it. Uh, <laughs> Two last questions. Mm-hmm. What um, do you think are ways we can diversify pathology more? I think with pathology, we're such a behind-the-scenes type of specialty, but then we do so much. COVID, we were at the front lines, basically designing tests, doing the tests, you know, having all that data out to pre- pre- to present to the clinicians. So. I think, in one sense, we just need to say, like, hey, we're out here. You know, there are people that look like you in pathology. 
exposing people to it more, talking about it more. Like, hey, high schooler, you want to come into pathology? You know, you know about OBGYN, EM, IM, family medicine. Come check us out, you know? Because if someone likes to do lab medicine or just, like, not bench work, but, you know, have that more intrinsic science connection, they could do it in pathology. And I feel that we lose some of those people when it comes to applying for a specialty because most people in their third and fourth year, that's when they see pathology. And at that point, it's like, oh, well, it's too late because all my research is very geared to, like, EM or family medicine. Um, So I think that's one way. I think another way is, like, we as a whole could somehow reach out into the community. Like, I know, like, how, like, forensics, we help families and just lawyers and crimes be solved, basically, and provide some sort of comfort to families. You know, what if a forensic pathologist came in? Like, I think I had this happen to me in um, high school. I had a... She was in forensics, but she came in and she showed us bones and she was like, you can just look at age, gender, so many different things. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, sex. Mm-hmm. And just by looking at someone's bones, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. You know, how do I get into this? She's like, go mm-hmm. into forensics. And like, I didn't know pathology and forensics went hand in hand until second year of med school, <laughs> you know? So I think just like having a way that we could connect with either students in general or just we're just promoting ourselves more to, to say that like, we're not always behind the scenes. Like, what we're doing has such a lasting impact mm-hmm. on everyone's lives that we should be considered on the same level as, you know, I am or OBGYN or anything, you know? Completely agree, too. It, it's, it's interesting. I think, like, the first two years of med school, what, from my experience, was, like, pathology was, like, I felt like it was just needed for step one. Exactly. And that was about it. And then... You know, third, fourth year, people were taking electives, but it, it, it was just like, what is this? And mm-hmm. we're, you know, coming, we're, how comes we weren't exposed to this aspect of um, pathology or lab medicine? I, I, even to be honest, when I was, um, when I was in med school, we, we had no idea what the pathology lab was even at. Mm-hmm. We didn't even know it existed. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, until we did rotations on there. Yeah. Now to transition to the last question. Uh, what are ways our listeners can follow you and just see how your career progresses over the years? I think I'm going to be the most prolific on Twitter. Um, My handle Mm -hmm. is Autopsy Bay, all one word. Bay as (laughs) B-A-E. Yeah. I have to say, I seen that, I was like, this is the, like, I love this, like, handle. (laughs) (laughs) It was like the most creative handle. <laughs> One of the most creative. I love it. But go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're no problem. I uh, know. I spent, I think, a couple of days brainstorming with my friends. Like, guys, I need a medical handle. What is it going to be? And they're just like, what does pathology do? And I'm like, I don't know how to explain this <laughs> to someone who doesn't know medicine. <laughs> and then she was like, uh-huh. my friend's like, okay, well, what do you do on pathology? I'm like, we do autopsies we cut up organs I, so i was like autopsy babe. okay and we will forever know you from that too i feel like people are, once we're able to safely go to conferences they'll mm-hmm. 
like see you and be like, it's Autopsy Bay. <laughs> we know her as Autopsy Bay. And you'll be like, yeah, that's, that's me. That's awesome. Um, and any other social media platforms or anything that you use or? Um, I think Twitter and Instagram, but I haven't posted on Instagram yet. So mainly just Twitter. Thank you, uh, Betty Yeboah, for coming on to the Diversify Path podcast. I appreciate it. Um, Thank you for having like me. I I learned something new today. Of course, like, I was glad that you were able to show up. Um, because, again, I remember, for me, I was like first year, and I was just like, uh, I'm still trying to figure out, like, life and mm-hmm. sleep schedules and stuff like that. So, you get it. You have any, anything to say towards the audience before we head off? Um, promote pathology more. Hi again, friends. Well, this is it for today's episode. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy day. This is the Diversifying Math Podcast. Hope you enjoyed the episode, and I hope to see you soon. Bye.